And we are in a series around here for the last several weeks on the Holy Spirit. And the reason why is because we all need the Holy Spirit. Every one of us uh, needs the Holy Spirit. And so many people don't know about the Holy Spirit. And so uh, we are spending significant time because the Bible spends significant time talking about the Holy Spirit and helping us to know God in that dimension. So whether you're here or whether you're online, come on, let's greet those who are online today. So glad to have you with us. Thanks for sharing the message. I met a person in an earlier service that said they were here because somebody shared the message with them. And so, and I said, and you came. And so they came here to be in a live service because somebody shared it. So thank you for sharing, whether you're here or whether you're online today, uh, really, really does make a difference. You just never know who you're gonna impact. Last week, we talked about how we need the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts that he gives to us that we are not enough on our own. I may agree with that. We're not enough on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. So uh, the Bible speaks about living in the Spirit. So how do we do that? So we're spending these weeks talking about how to live in the Holy Spirit. If you weren't here last week, I would encourage you to go back and um, hear that message uh, afresh because we talked extensively about the giftings of the Holy Spirit. But like I said, there, there's been confusion about the Holy Spirit. And in some regard, we maybe even are intimidated about this topic. And so today I want to help us to understand it, help uh, remove the fear. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit in his final words on this planet. Acts is a book that was written by Luke. Uh, it's like a historical writing. I don't know if you liked history. I know we got a lot of graduates, and some of you may be like, thank God, no more history or whatever, and you're moving on to different things. But I, I kind of enjoyed history and uh, learning some things about the way things were in the past. And that's what the book of Acts is. Uh, it's Luke's attempt, he was a doctor, to write to us and explain to us what was the early church like. And he actually records Jesus' final words before floating off the planet and vanishing back to heaven. Now, how many know those must have been some important last words when Jesus spoke? And so we find those words in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said this to his followers, but you will receive what? Power. Say it out loud. Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That original word in Greek, dunamis, is where we get our word dynamite or dynamic. Uh, it was dynamic power that would be exploded in the life of every person. Understand this, Jesus is saying this to people who he had personally trained for over three years. 
Can you imagine being in Bible college with Jesus? Three, over three years of him being your teacher. And Jesus said to those people, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. You need to wait because you need something else. You need power. I'm gonna read you a couple stories out of this same book of history of the early church. In Acts chapter 19, verse one, it says, when Apollos, and Apollos was one of the early church teachers that went around teaching the word of God. And he was at Corinth, and Paul, the apostle Paul, uh, who wrote over half the New Testament, he took the road through the interior, so they kind of divided up, and he arrived at Ephesus. And there, in Ephesus, he found some disciples, okay? He found some disciples, and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they were believers, we talked last week how the gift of salvation is important and how we receive it by believing in Jesus. The most important gift that anybody can be given is the gift of eternal life. How many are glad for that gift, right? And, and so they believed. And here's what they answered. They answered what a lot of people would answer here or online today. No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. You know, we, we've been to church a long time or whatever. We don't know very much about the Holy Spirit. We, we don't understand the Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, John the Baptist. And, they, and, and then John said, or Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. And he told the people to believe on the one coming after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. But when Paul placed his hands on them, then the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues. They'd never done that before and prophesied. Now, I wanna read another story of history that happened as well. In Acts chapter eight, verse five, Philip, who was like a deacon in the church, okay, maybe a Sunday school kind of teacher person, and Philip went down to a city in Samaria, and he proclaimed the Christ there. But when they believed Philip, so they, they believed, and as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Christ, Jesus Christ, they were baptized. That's water baptism. They were baptized in water because we believe and we teach what I feel the Bible teaches. You believe and then you're baptized. So you, you believe in Jesus. You believe he's your savior. Next step is public proclamation of that. And, and so we have baptism classes, next step class, where you can go and find out more about that because that could be your next step. So you believe first, that's step one, and that's the most important. Then they were baptized, both men and women. But look at verse 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. 
And when they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now understand that there could be people here today, people online, who you have received Jesus. You have received salvation, which is an awesome, wonderful gift. And if you died today, you'd go to heaven. And there are people who have gone that second step of water baptism. You've been baptized in water. And again, if you haven't, then you should. And that's an easy, easy solution here at Crossroads is just go to Next Steps class, find out how to do it, and, and you can be baptized the next time we're baptizing people. But, but there's another step that's described here that I hope you see. That, that there's another thing that God had. That salvation, yes, is this free gift. There's nothing you can do to earn it or, or, or deserve it. We talked about that again last week. And, and so you can go back and watch that message. But then there's another thing that God wants to do because that gift of salvation is not the end. That gift of salvation, I want you to understand, is just the beginning. That, that's just the beginning of what God has and wants to do in your life. I want you to understand that God has more for you. He has more for you. Just turn to somebody there around you and say, God's got more. God's got more. He's got more, he's got more, he's got more. There is more. Uh, several years ago, in thinking about this, I was thinking about how Rochelle and I, we were vacationing down in Florida and we were in Tampa Bay general area at that time. And I think I must have asked somebody um, about places to eat, nice places to eat, you know. And um, so they told me about this place and um, this is pre-GPS, okay? Anybody remember that day and age? Okay, where, where you, we had actual printed out uh, directions on how to get to this restaurant. And so we are following these directions. And as we're driving there in Tampa, we are going down this street and we're going into like old neighborhoods, like like really old neighborhoods and, and not necessarily the most well-kept, okay? And uh, as we're driving, you're like, oh, this can't be it, you know? Are you sure we're following the right thing? You know, should we have turned right or what, what, would, you, what would we do? And, and so all of a sudden there it is on a corner is this steakhouse. And sure enough, there's a person out there that's um, able to, valet the cars, and so we pull up, and I'm not big on valet parking, so I said, uh, because I'm cheap, is most of it, okay? So, um, so anyway, uh, I pulled up, and I said, oh, no, we don't need the car parked. Uh, we just want to make sure we're at the right place. Yeah, you're at the right place. So uh, I, I said, well, where can I park? And they said, oh, self-parking is right over here. 
and it's behind this fence. And, and this parking lot is fenced and has, um, has barbed wire on it as well. So you kind of know what neighborhood we're in, right? And, and so it's like, okay. And so we park the car and go into the restaurant. And it's one of these real dark, old-time steakhouse restaurants. You know what I'm saying? Uh, black and red uh, motif, you know, and, and so we go in there, but it's nice, and, and tablecloths and everything, we sit down, our server's helping us, guiding us through a pretty large menu, and so uh, we make our selections, and, and, all. and then he says, would you like me to make reservations for you for a dessert room, and we're like, I don't know, you know, uh, about that. And so he says, you know, our dessert rooms are pretty special. They're upstairs, and um, they're all private rooms, and we have a pretty extensive dessert menu as well. And so we're like, hey, we want the full experience, you know. And so so we were like, sure, we'll do that. So he makes reservations for us after dinner to be able to go upstairs. And so we finish a, a delicious meal and then get in an elevator, go upstairs, and there's all these private booths, and everybody has their own TV, their own stereo system, and all this stuff in a soundproof room. And uh, you sit there with this big menu and pick out your dessert. And it was just an awesome experience. I, I've never had one like that. I've never been to a place like that. But it was in a place where you would just drive right by you know, you, you just wouldn't, you, as a matter of fact, you would think there can't be anything for me here. And some of you, I feel with the Holy Spirit that you skip by things in the Bible, that, that you drive past some things that maybe are some of the most special experiences that you could have with God. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying today? I'm telling you that, that, that you could miss what God has to offer. That the, There could even be people there in the Tampa area that have never been there. They don't know about it. And, and, and here in this service today, you could miss the fact that God has more for you. I want to help you today not to drive on past what God has for you. God has something special for you. And you may say, well, I've already received Jesus, Craig. I've received Jesus. And I say, hallelujah. That's awesome. I will see you in heaven one day. But I want you to know God has more. That you receiving Jesus into your life, you claiming to be a Christian is just the beginning of what God wants to do. God has more for you. And last week we talked about how one of the things God has more for you are gifts of the Holy Spirit. And how that 20% estimated of the body of Christ knows their spiritual gift. So in churches today across the world, about 20% of people know and use their spiritual gifts. I just say, that's not, that's not okay. 
That is not all right. And so we at Crossroads say, hey, get the growth track. Because at Growth Track, we do a special time of teaching. It's four sessions. It just started today, and you can pick it up next week on week two and always make up week one. But there are four sessions, and by session three, we want you to know how the Holy Spirit gifted you and be thinking about how he might want to use that gift because you'll never be happier or more fully content or more fully satisfied in God and in life than when you're using your gifts that God's given to you. So don't be satisfied. Here's here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4.20. I think a lot of people are here. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's what? power. I think there are a lot of Christians, especially in America perhaps, that are a lot of talk. Is that too strong? Do some of you need to go to another church now or something like that? Okay, because I just want to tell it to you straight. This is what the Bible says, that, that becoming a Christian is not so you can wear a Christian t-shirt. It is not so you can hang a cross around your neck as a piece of jewelry or earrings or whatever that looks like or have one hanging, dangling into your rearview mirror or some kind of bumper sticker even on your car. That, that the intent of God was, listen, to fill you, we read it earlier, with dynamic power. Dynamic, life-changing power. Power, And I'm telling you, I don't know how much of that power you have today, but I'm telling you, God has more. He has more of it than you've experienced. Do you think, actually think you've exhausted God? That you've tapped him out? No, God has more that he wants to give to you. And I don't know about you, but I want all God has. So how do we get all God has? How do you, how can you be filled with the Holy Spirit? Here's the first thing. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. You've got to remove the barriers. You have to remove the barriers. Here's what happens. Some of us have let barriers be put in our minds or in our lives that keep us from, from what God has. Because here's, here's what could have happened is perhaps um, people have told you stories and whatever uh, about the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit type services where or churches that talk a lot about the Holy Spirit or whatever and you got to be careful and whatever. I'm telling you, it's not the Holy Spirit that causes you to be bothered, it's weird Willie, okay, or whoever who comes along, and uh, I, every church has one, okay? Um, if you say, well, our church doesn't, well, maybe you are it, I don't know, but uh, there, there, there are people who are like strange, and, and, and I've met people in my life who felt like somehow 
the more weird they got, the more spiritual they were. Have you met any of these people? And so it's like they get spooky. And, and when I read the Bible, I just don't find spooky in there. You know, I know he's the Holy Ghost, but, but there are people who take that and then they're like ghostly or spooky and, and they talk funny and different things like that and they get one eye about half closed or whatever when they're talking and, and things like that. And, and I'm just saying, I, I don't know, maybe that's how God moves on you, but most people where I read about them in the Bible, it's not talking about they got weird. It's they got powerful. They got powerful. And so uh, I've seen some stuff. Okay, I know you might have some stories. I probably got some that could top yours uh, of different things. But I like what the old preacher said one time. I heard him say, it's not, I'd, I'd rather have wildfire than no fire. <laughs> and how many, I'd rather have a little wildfire if I had to than no fire. Here's barriers. Barriers come when we tend to avoid what we're afraid of or what we don't understand. See, if you didn't know this steakhouse and what's waiting for you inside, you might drive on by. You might, you might not go there. You might say, well, I don't want that neighborhood. I don't, I don't want that. I don't understand it. And just because you don't understand everything there is to know about the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you don't need the Holy Spirit. Look at James chapter 1 verse 17 says, every good and perfect gift comes down from above. It comes down from the Father of lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. I want you to know that when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll love the Bible more, you'll love worship more, you'll skip church less, you'll witness more, you'll have more power, you'll, you'll have your prayers will feel more ignited. I'm telling you, everything that God gives is good. It's good. And so God has something good for you. In Acts 2, 38, Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus and for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise, now here's the part I want you to get, the promise is for you. It's for you and your children. See, this is why you need to send your kids to camp. It's not just so you can have a week off. Although that could be a side benefit, all right? Let's, let's just be honest. But it could be so they receive. Because it's not just for you, it's for your kids. That's why Crossroads Kids and Crossroads Student Ministries are so important. That's why it's so important that you support this church because we pay people to reach your kids, to teach your kids, to help them, and to raise up ministries that will raise up lives that will be influential for the Lord Jesus. Okay, that wasn't even in my notes, but I, I just <laughs> felt like I need to say, say that. And, and, and then it's for all who are far off. How many know I'm, you're far off from Jerusalem today? You're far off. And for all whom the Lord our God will call. 
And so God has something for you. Don't let a barrier of a weird person or some experience that you heard about or whatever, don't let anything hold you back from what God has for you. And then you ask for all God has. You gotta ask for it. He, he, has, he has so much that he wants to give to us and all we have is not all God has. Okay, I don't know how much you have today, but it's not all God has. God has more for every day. And so we need to pray, God, give all that you have to me. And this is a dangerous prayer when you pray like this. But I'm, I'm just gonna tell you that your desire for comfort could be what's holding you back from an experience with the Holy Spirit. Some of you are just too comfortable. And, and so I came today to discomfort you, all right? Welcome to Crossroads. I, I, you need to experience, you want to, whether you know it or not, you want to experience all God has, and your desire for comfort could be keeping you back from more. There's a prophet in the Old Testament Ezekiel, and I love the picture that God gave to him. In the Old Testament prophets, many of them would get like pictures. They would get visions and, and dreams, and, and God would speak through these ways. And Ezekiel wrote down for us one of the visions that he got. In Ezekiel chapter 47, it says, as the man, I think this describes many of our relationships with the Lord. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and he led me through water that was ankle deep. Notice the measurement was to ankle deep. And I would say that there are Christians who are ankle deep Christians who, you know, they, they've invited Jesus to be their savior. Oh, thank God I'm not going to hell. Yeah, I'm going to go to heaven. If I die, uh, I'm going to heaven. And, and they just are content to stand and wade around. Listen, it's, it's shameful when the kiddie pool is full of adults. Hello? Kids can't even get in, you know? All the adults are just swarming the place. And, and this is how many of us are in, in, in spiritual things. And then he says, he measured off another thousand cubits and he led me through water that was knee deep. Now, some people, they don't just stop with a prayer of God save me, but then maybe they get baptized in water and, and start going to church and some different things. And I would say, you know, they're probably about knee deep. But then he says, no, 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 hold on. There's more to this. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. And I would say there's some Christians watching online and in this room today that you're like waist deep. And hey, that's comfortable. You know, it cools you off in the summer. Waist deep, but you know, you're not, you're not crazy, you know. It's just comfortable. 
But he says, no, there's, there's more. And he measured off another thousand. And he says, but now it was a river that I could not cross. How many know God has more? Because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, listen to this, a river that no one could cross. See, God has more that he wants to do. And, and some of us here, here's what happened. God says, I got more, I got more, come on out. And, and we start getting out there, some of us, and we're like, whoa, whoa, we're just getting uncomfortable. Here, let me, let me get back here to the kiddie pool. Let me get back where it's comfortable, where I can control it. And, and we read things in the Bible like the Bible says, hey, in the holy place, lift holy hands unto me. And we say, well, I'm just not gonna do that. That's uncomfortable. Or, or the scripture says, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And we say, oh, hey, that sounds a little undignified if you ask me. And, you know, I'm trying to be a dignified person. You know, what would people say, you know? And, you know, so we back off. And here's what I want to say to somebody today is, is what I'm talking about right now, it won't keep you out of heaven. It will keep you from experiencing heaven on earth. Do you get that? I'm Craig, and I'm your friend, okay? So I'm just trying to help you today. But some people, you know, you, you're, you're saved. If you died, you'd go to heaven, but you're just not experiencing all of the heaven that you could experience on this earth. Hello? And, and, and some of you... You know how to do this. You, you know how to do this because you go to a worship service at one o'clock in the afternoon in Lucas Oil Stadium with the Colts. And you go in, in there and you lift hands. You know, oh my gosh, you jump up and down, you spill stuff, whatever, you know, $10 popcorn and all, and oh well, uh, you know, and, and you, you get, you shout, and those screens say louder, 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 and you, hey, defense, Hello? You, you know how to do this. You just do it for the wrong reasons. Can I say that? For people who could care less about you, who are not there for you. And, and let me just say that largest book, it's interesting that the largest book in the Bible is a book of songs, of worship to God. So I wanna encourage you today, don't stop at ankle deep. Don't stop at knee deep. Don't stop at waist deep because there is more. There is more for you. I want to encourage you today to get out where you could lose control. Have you ever been in the river 
and you got out a little far and the river was a little deeper than you thought it would be and you're like, oh, whoa, I can't, I better get back out of this. And let me tell you something, that's the danger with some of you. You don't wanna give up control to what God wants to do in your life. So therefore you don't get what God has for you. Hello? Don't stay where you are. Don't stay where you are. I didn't figure you'd be clapping too loud on this one, all right? But that's okay, because sometimes medicine, you know, we gotta take it. Listen, I tell people at Easter, especially at this church, Easter and Christmas especially, just give us 90 days and see what God will do. Did you know that over the next 90 days that we will have 21 days of prayer in August? Have you ever prayed 21 days in a row? Imagine what could happen. Before that, in July, we have an opportunity to go out of this place in the power of the Holy Spirit on serve day and hundreds of us, that's why I'm praying for God, let hundreds of us go out of this place, out of this property to other properties around this county and make a difference for you. How's it gonna happen? By signing up. All right? So turn to the person next to you and say, you better sign up. All right? Better sign up. Because here, here's, here's, here's what it would look like if we got a hold of this, okay? The next verse in Ezekiel 47, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the water flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows. Water is symbolic of the Holy Spirit a lot in the Bible. There, there, and makes the salt water fresh. So notice this phrase, where the river flows, everything will live. The reason why there's not more life in your marriage the reason why there's not more life where you work, the reason why there's not more life in you is because the river is not flowing. Is that straight enough? Am I still okay? Can I come back next week? (laughs) Will you come back next week, all right? All right, here's the third thing. We gotta wrap this up. The third one is develop an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm gonna say that there are many people who didn't even know that was possible. That, that, that's just now a new idea to you. But I want you to know it's a Bible idea because Jesus to men, and then there were women there too, but these 12 men, the, the, the 11 of them left and, and He says to them, I know you've been with me for over three years, but you still need something more. I don't know about you, but I would think a three-year discipleship class with the instructor being Jesus. Have you ever thought, I mean, this is the Bible, right? Three years, discipleship class, oh, I'm getting deeper, I'm learning deep stuff with Jesus, right? 
How many think you could learn some deep stuff with Jesus, the Son of God, okay? The Son of the living God, okay? And he says, that class wasn't enough. That's what he says. Okay, you came to church all year long. You never met. You got your diploma. You got a certificate from discipleship thing or whatever it was. And, all, and, and Jesus says, that's not enough. You need power. And the person for that is the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 talks about the triune God in this way. You need the amazing grace of the master Jesus Christ. How many are glad? You can't help but be thankful. You can't help but shout. You can't help but praise God for the amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I mean, you, you can't get over it that he would do that. And then, how many know I can't get over it, right? I mean, whew. And then he says in the extravagant love of God, that God would want me to live with him forever. There are days I don't want to live with me. How about you? And he is this perfect, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. And he wants me to live with him so much that he sent his son to die for me. That's extravagant. That's extravagant. And then the third thing that some of you have never heard is the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I just want you to know that when Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, he said, he's gonna be a helper. How many are glad for helpers? Like when you need to move, you know, you're gonna move your refrigerator, you're gonna move something in your house, you're gonna, and maybe you got a little tweak in your back or whatever. There's some people you can call. How many are glad for that? You know, you're, you're happy, you got helpers. Jesus says he's such a helper that when you don't know what to say, he does. That when you don't know what to do, he does. That when life gets overwhelming and, and it, the pressure, the financial stress, the, the emotional strain, the, the things that are coming at you, the bombardment of life, and I didn't sign up for this, and I didn't know this was going to be so tough and, and so rough, and I, I didn't know this was going to be like this. He says he will come, and he'll bring love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all these things into your life. That's quite a friend, right? So Jesus says, even when you, even when you get up on Sunday and you're like, well, I'll just go. Have you ever done that? I have. And I'm the pastor, Okay. And you just come, but something happens. Something happens. 
and a lyric of a song touches your heart and a presence, there's a wind, there's a, there's a, there's something unseen that begins to move and, and, and something begins to happen and all of a sudden it goes beyond just duty. It becomes delight. And you begin a new vision of the holiness of God and you cannot help but raise your hands. You cannot help but lift your voice. Sometimes you look around and say, what is wrong with that person over there? What are they doing? We're trying to sing and they're jumping up and down. What you don't know is they had an addiction to drugs, to alcohol, to whatever it was and nothing else could help but one day Jesus came into their life through the power of his Holy Spirit, broke chains that nothing else could break, and now they're free, and they can't help but sing about it and praise him for it. Jesus said, you need, you need this. And if Jesus said, I need it, I need it. How about you? Let's pray. Father, Help some of us today who are content in ankle-deep water to push out deeper. Some of us, we're content to be in a life group, but we would grow a whole lot more if we'd lead one. You'd, you could use us in dynamic ways. So God, we pray for that. Maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, I want all of the Holy Spirit. And even if that means I get out and I, I kind of lose some control, I get out and I don't know where he's gonna lead next, I don't know what's gonna happen next, but I, I just know I can trust God because every good and perfect gift comes from so today, I just want God to know I, I want all of him. All he has for me, I want to receive that. Is that your prayer today? Just raise your hand all over this room if that's your prayer. Yeah. Online, just stretch your hand maybe toward the screen. I'm going to pray right now. Father in heaven, we're so hungry. We're so thirsty. In a dry land where there's no hope, where hope is gone, where pressures are extreme, we need you, Lord. Oh, we need you. Every hour we need you. So God, we don't want to be content in the kiddie pool, so to speak. We don't want to just sit back in ankle-deep waters or knee-deep or waist-deep. We want to get out where our lives are just under your control. And wherever you want to take us, that's where we want to be because we want to be led by your Spirit, filled with your Spirit. Others of you, the Holy Spirit speaking to you about that first experience of salvation. There's some in this room, there's some online that, that you have not taken that first step of surrender. The first step of surrendering your life
to God. And it's the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, that starts that. He starts speaking to us. He starts wooing us. That's that, like an inner voice. I think I need to do this today. I, I, this is my day. I need to do this. And I want you to know that voice is calling you to a loving, extravagant God who will pour out his grace and his mercy upon your life. And if you say, I need that today, I need an extravagant God who is so rich in mercy that he can forgive me and make me ready for heaven. That's what he wants to do. And he'll do it right now. If you need that, just raise your hand. If you're in this room, all over this room, yeah, just raise it up. And online, just type the word decided in the chat. Just type the word decided. We'll know we need to pray for you and reach out to you as well. But I want everybody to pray this prayer right now. Let's, let's just lift our voices. Come on, so, so other people around us who raise their hands will lift their voice as well to the living God. And, and let me just lead you in this prayer. Just pray it after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross as a sacrifice for sin. And I know I've sinned, so I need to start over. So I'm asking you to wash away my past, rid me of my guilt. From this day forward, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Fill me with your spirit to give me power to live each day for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's worship God for that. All those. It's awesome weather in this room. And hey, you can respond even from your seat if you'd like to on some next steps on the screen or just walk across the hall to the next steps room. Here's what I want to do. And we did this in the last service. And, and here's what happened is I said, you know, when you're at Lucas Oil and the Colts are down, if you're a Colts fan, which I hope you are, um, but if you're in there and they come from behind and they kick a field goal or whatever happens, and with one second on the clock, they tie it up. You go crazy. Going into OT, you know, going into overtime. Give me some of that, you know, and you know, come on. I know how you are. You don't say, I paid for this game to be over, and it ain't over. So I'm just leaving. I'm just going to go. I got things to do. I'm busy. People would think you were nuts, right? So I'm just going to ask you for a little overtime right now, those of you who are in this audience. Because I've just, I just experienced it myself. The scripture says, draw near to God. That's you. And then he will draw near to you. 
So in other words, God ain't gonna chase you down out in the parking lot to do something in your life. He's not. But if you'll draw near to him, he will. That's what he says. I will draw near to you. And I challenge the first service. I think this is a this is a brighter crowd right now. Okay, don't tell them I said that. But you don't need me to say that two or three times. I had to say it a couple of times. And I had to challenge them. Don't let barriers get in your way. Well, what's my wife gonna think? What's my husband gonna think? What are my kids gonna think? What's my mom and dad? What, what, what are these friends that you know, I came with or whatever? If they're real friends, they'll wait on you. Okay, for however long. And if they won't, you need new friends. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna call for you today. So just go ahead and stand up. We're in overtime. And these guys are gonna help us sing and worship. And there's just something that happens when you worship God. He inhabits the praise of his people. And if you want all God has for you, some of you, you need this today. You desperately need it. Your marriage needs it. Your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your brother or sister, your relationship with other family members, your, your friends. I, I felt like in the first service, I got a word of knowledge that there was somebody here that needed to let go of something that they'd been holding on to for years. And I'll tell you how you can get over it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can help you to do what you could not do on your own. How many know that? You know it from experience. You know it. So, here's what I want. I'm hoping that I don't have to say anything else. I'm hoping you're so hungry, you're so desperate, you so need God, your, your job needs God, your, your spouse needs God, your family needs God, your finances need God, you need God in your mind, you need God in your emotions, you need God all over you and you just wanna be out there in the deeper stuff. I'm not content with ankle deep, I wanna go all in with God today. Are you with me, Crossroads Church? Come on, let's come on down.